The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to Artificial Intelligence Week on the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, we launched our week-long deep dive into a subject that is both the present and future of marketing, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode discussing a different topic related to how AI is changing the landscape of marketing. Joining us for AI Week is Dan Fagella, who is the CEO of Emerge, formerly Tech Emergence. Emerge is a content network and research firm that owns the largest audience of AI-focused businesses with the goal of connecting business leaders to the AI solutions they need to stay ahead of their competition. Prior to founding Emerge, Dan has founded and sold multiple businesses, including the Skill of Science, which is an e-commerce and e-learning company in the self-protection and self-defense industry that had a seven-figure exit. So we're very excited to have him here. Yesterday, Dan walked us through his definitions of AI, and today we're going to talk about what industries are best using AI in their marketing effort. So here's the second part of our interview with Dan Fagella from Emerge. Dan, welcome back to Artificial Intelligence Week on the MarTech Podcast. Happy to dive in, Ben. We got a good topic for today, so I'm ready to go. So last time we talked, that was yesterday, we covered a couple of definitions. We talked about artificial intelligence, machine learning, predictive analytics, and those are kind of the hot topics that I think specifically relate to marketing. But I'd love to hear from you, who's doing a good job actually integrating artificial intelligence into their marketing efforts? Talk about what industries and if there are any specific players that are best in class. We'd love to hear your thoughts. I'll give you a very frank lay of the land, Ben. Now, if I was a vendor company, I would tell you anybody and everybody who wants to adopt AI, specifically what we offer, man, they can really ramp up their marketing with AI today. Definitely not the case. Artificial intelligence and and machine learning and marketing are not rife in every industry and every sector, but I will give you some very interesting trends from our research in this space. So we talked to well over 50 companies who actually sell artificial intelligence-related products and software into various and sundry industries, and a huge portion of them focus on the retail and e-commerce space, specifically e-commerce, much more so than brick and mortar. And the second space behind e-commerce is online and social media. So when we ask these people, 50 plus of them, what industries are likely to see the biggest transformation in the next five years ahead? 
E-commerce and online media are skyrocketing above the competition. Next up is brick and mortar retail. And when we ask them, who are you selling to today? You could predictably guess, Ben, that e-commerce and online media is where a lot of these companies are focusing their own sales efforts as well. These are the low-hanging fruit. And if you'd like, I can talk about the dynamics as to why. Before we get into the dynamics of why, I understand sort of the connection of social media and how it is a marketing channel for e-commerce, right? And the people that have a fair amount of data are likely selling products. They have the conversion data. They're very rich data-driven businesses. What's interesting to me is that you didn't mention anything related to media, publishing, content. Actually, online media, I guess, would certainly encapsulate that world as well. Not as much as e-commerce, but also would encapsulate that world. So we're going to wrap that under online media. I'm specifically thinking of Netflix, like they have to be using artificial intelligence to understand how to suggest shows. At least they seem to understand me and my wife incredibly well. Oh, a hundred percent. They are predicated on machine learning and there are no doubts about that. Okay. So let's dive in now that we've sort of highlighted the primary industries that are using artificial intelligence. Tell me why. Okay. So here's the deal. I will tell you something very unfortunate about the physical world, and this will become more and more evident as the years progress, and this eventually gets actually really spooky 20 years from now or so, but this is not a podcast about that. So we'll talk about marketing. The physical world is annoying because you can't really track things very well, and it's all very clunky and dangerous and time-consuming. So let's pretend that you run Amazon. And you need to optimize every user's experience to present them with the products that are most likely to get them to buy. Let me tell you about some of the advantages that you have over Walmart. Now, Walmart is getting into the online game. I'm not going to leave them out, but let's talk brick and mortar Walmart versus Amazon. Amazon, whenever you log in, they know what device you're logging in on. They know what products you look at. They know what products you added to cart and then took out of it. They know what products you bought, and they know what products you bought over the course of the last eight years across all your different devices. They know how you buy differently on mobile versus how you buy differently on desktop. They can mesh that with general trends of buyers like you, and they collect that same data of every mouse click, Ben, every place where your mouse lands, every page you scroll to, however long you spend looking at product A, product B, product C, category A, category B, category C, all of that is immediately trackable and storable in a database somewhere for millions and millions and millions of people at all times. Okay, so that's Amazon. Now, I ask you another question. What is the correlate to the brick and mortar world of Walmart? Well, here's what the correlate would have to be. If you would like to turn the physical world into an instrumented, trackable universe like the online world of Amazon is, you would have cameras in every conceivable position so that you could see who enters your building at all times and you'd have to figure out either by their cell phone or based on their face or based on their posture, their gait or their credit card, who these people are. So you'd have to identify who walks in, how long they spend in your store. You'd have to figure out what aisles they walk down, how long they spend looking at this cereal box versus that cereal box, which things they put in their card and take out of that card. You'd have to have machine vision systems that can track the physical activity of putting something in the cart versus just picking it up to inspect it. And then you'd have to be able to also get a firm determination, making sure that you have those same people checking out. So not only like who walked in, but who made those transactions, et cetera. You'd have to string all that data together and then somehow put it in a warehouse like Amazon does. And I will tell you right now, Ben, that to exist in an explicitly instrumented digital universe from the get-go means data is accessible, 
testing is quick and easy, and everything related to artificial intelligence, more or less, is going to be an easier, friendlier ball game for you, with some exceptions in the digital world rather than the physical. So why e-commerce more than brick and mortar? Why print media not so much as the digital media? That is the broad dynamic. Let me know if we can elaborate on that. I understand what you're saying with the instrumentation, trackability, and access to data being richer in a digital environment than a traditional brick and mortar one. That's a no-brainer. And I'm sure that there is some technology that's being developed or has been developed in terms of understanding what people are interested in when they come into a store, whether it's video or whether people are using technology to enable the actual shelves that products are on. If brick and mortar is so difficult to track and digital e-commerce is so much easier and so much more efficient, time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Why is Amazon making a big push to get into brick and mortar businesses? There's their acquisition of Whole Foods. They're launching stores where you can walk in and take stuff out and just automatically have your card charged. There has to be some value and there has to be some technology behind their push into physical brick and mortar as well. Isn't that AI related? No doubt about it. So what Amazon is working on with Amazon Go, the idea of people walking in, grabbing stuff, leaving, they're very much interested in the future of retail. And to be honest, I can and have given hour-long talks about the physical manifestations of AI and retail and how we're kind of instrumenting the physical world, how we're moving into the physical world. Now, we have a separate question here as to tactically why Amazon made that move. There is a chance If you look at, let's say, like the growth of e-commerce in terms of just dollars spent from year to year, from like 2010 to now, at least in like the last three or four years, if I'm not mistaken, now I forgot if I dug this out of Gartner or one of these other guys, but the actual growth in the American e-commerce market, at least again here in the States, it's almost just the growth of Amazon. So like e-commerce is growing because Amazon is growing. 
Just like when the online advertising world grows, it's because Facebook and Google are growing. They're obviously gobbling up and dominating all the money there. So when you're Google, Ben, and you get to a certain point where people use you exclusively as the search engine, you now have enough money to try to make people live forever and build self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. When you're Amazon and the e-commerce market growth is essentially your growth, well, you might want to open up some new ways to grow, which means you might want to take all the massive sums of money that you have you know, the closest Rockefeller equivalent that we have in the last century is going to be our good man Bezos here. 2% of GDP was Rockefeller. So it's going to be a little while before Bezos gets there, but he's getting there though. So if you can take that money and you can own other trillion dollar spaces like pharma or grocery writ large, then you can potentially expand beyond the domain where you're already pretty much a monopoly. So is there value there? No doubt about it. Where does the flush cash come from? It comes from the instrumented, money-optimized, data-optimized digital universe where Google and Amazon make their billions. I want to go back to the beginning of the conversation where you said, let's imagine that you're running Amazon. I think we're going to need a lot of artificial intelligence if that's the case, because I don't know if I'm necessarily equipped for that. (laughs) And kidding aside, I also want to talk a little bit more about some of the other industries. You mentioned e-commerce. Social media is also instrumenting artificial intelligence. And then we talked a little bit about the media and online content. Tell me a little bit about how those industries are adopting AI. Sure. Yeah. And again, anybody can verify this with anecdotal evidence. But again, where are the vendors focused? Where's the traction happening? Digital media and e-commerce are the game. If you sell IT services, I'm not here to disappoint you, but I am speaking very frankly with you. So let's move on. There's a number of different ways that everything from your BuzzFeeds and your HuffPosts to your Facebooks and the various sundry sub-equivalents of them are aiming to leverage machine learning. One of those is in the domain of search. So Ben, if I am looking for not necessarily just products, which would be Amazon, but if I'm looking for really relevant content that's going to satisfy my intent, maybe I'm trying to solve a business problem, or maybe I'm trying to learn about sports, or maybe I'm trying to... I don't know, distract myself and read some funny stuff about the entertainment industry or whatever the case may be. Find cat videos. Yeah, cat videos. Oh yeah, that's where my time goes. I tell you what, man, those kittens can't get enough of them. So whatever my objectives are on the internet, there's a kind of content that will meet not only my goals, potentially, but certainly will meet the media business's goals. Now, what is this goals? Generally, Ben, time on page, number of pages you've seen, maybe your return rate over the course of months, how long you stick there. So the amount of net hours in a given month that you spend on a given media site, if it's advertising supported, would be quite important. So what garners that return visitorship? What garners people signing up to an email list? What garners people clicking through to an ad that maybe we think is relevant for them? As it turns out, that matching problem of person with a certain behavior and profile and thing we want them to do, matching, which Amazon does with products, that same matching problem happens with behaviors and with content in the digital media space. So the same kind of matching, the same kind of discerning and determining the profiles and patterns of humans, matching those to what we think is going to encourage them to stay on page, encourage them to return next month, encourage them to sign up for our email list. These are all problems that involve detecting these broad patterns and machine learning is uniquely set up for that or uniquely capable in that direction, in part, Ben, because digital media is all trackable. Every mouse movement, every click, every login, every visit, every email open is all logged somewhere, which the physical world has a hard time keeping up with. 
So I think the moral of the story here is that the industries that are leading the charge in terms of the adoption of artificial intelligence are the ones that are obviously data rich. They have a large enough subset of data to be able to understand customers' behaviors, to be able to present the right products, the right content, and that's manifesting itself in e-commerce, in social media, in online content. 100% great synopsis. If anybody tells you differently, if you sell IT services or jet engines and that you can use AI for marketing at exactly the same difference to your bottom line and ease of application and training, they are trying to sell you something. I think that there's probably other applications of artificial intelligence that are effective, but not necessarily at the level of scale on an industry-wide basis. In terms of marketing, yes. Okay. I think that's a great stopping point for today. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Dan Fagella from Emerge for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of our conversation with Dan, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we'll be discussing where is the low-hanging fruit for marketers to start adopting AI today. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Dan and Emerge, click the link in our show notes to his bio. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. If you have MarTech questions, comments about the show, or if you're interested in being a guest on the MarTech Podcast, click the Contact Us link in our show notes, or you could also reach out via social media. There's links to our LinkedIn and Twitter accounts in our show notes, or you could just search Ben J. Shap. that's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you didn't have time to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry, we've got you covered. There's a summary and a full transcript of this episode on our website, which is martechpod.com. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of AI Week with Dan Fagella from Emerge, we've got a bunch of great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.